Hello, everybody, and welcome to the My Minds podcast, where we demystify mental health and make sharing mainstream within the fitness and exercise community. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to what will be the fifth My Minds interview. Um, I am here today with the lovely Claire. Hello, Claire. How are you? Hi, I'm good, George. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. I was just saying to you beforehand, I'm slightly out of breath because I seem to have lost <laughs> all of my physical fitness during lockdown, but I'm, I'm going off topic. Um, first of all, Claire, can you start off just by, because obviously I know you uh, and I know what we're going to talk yeah. about, but the people who, who are listening do not. So can you just introduce yourself and kind of what uh, the project that we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, of course. So my name is Claire Byrne. I actually work, my daytime job is I work for First Steps. So First Steps is a, a East Midlands eating disorder charity that we support people of all ages. And we also been supporting people over lockdown with uh, mental health issues as well. So low mood and depression. I work predominantly now within the young people's team and I'm also the creative and wellbeing lead. But Today I'm actually kind of talking about a project that I'm working on with a good friend of mine called Hakeem Sabre, who's a professional dancer with Rain Crew, and we're in the process of building and hoping to deliver a project called Emotion in Motion, and it's a project about empowering youth um, to be able to... Um, empowering youth through dance, hip-hop and psychoeducation, basically, so it's aimed at 11 to 19-year-olds. Okay, yeah, so it's it's... As far as as far as I know, it's kind of um, tell, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of you're you're encouraging these youths to to dance into into kind of dance and, and teaching them about kind of psychology or kind of taught about themselves yeah so the aim of the project really is to utilize something that's familiar to the young people so it's be able to for them to engage because a lot of young people they really struggle to express how they're feeling through kind of spoken word so the idea of this is to work with people which so work with the young people so they can have another form of expression to say how they're feeling and then hopefully then that can come out vocally so they're able to express and speak to people verbally how they're feeling not only that the projects are kind of encouraged them to be socially included as well so you know a lot of young people they can often get diverted and go off different tracks so this is something positive for them within their communities that they can access and after the project as well if they kind of fall in love with that style of hip-hop culture and dance they can be signposted to different companies within their region that they can kind of access and keep that training and both stay in contact with myself and Hakeem and we can kind of mentor them around that as well oh wow okay so yeah so the not only are they kind of being taken through this process and, and developing this positive community in themselves but also you're going to kind of lead them towards other things afterwards so that yeah that sounds great i also just realized yeah. that i refer i referred to them as youths like i was my dad or something <laughs> i don't know why i did that um <laughs> do, yeah so, so i guess we said we say youth because it's kind of like youth kind of work age groups so of that 11 to 19 age but yeah it does kind of make you feel a bit old like yeah it's the youth the youth I've of just, today I don't think I don't think I've ever called anyone youths before. I, I think the only person I've ever heard say that is my dad. So I don't know have a clue where that came from, but it came out of mouth. So here we are. Um, so for like in regards to the the dance and the hip hop stuff, um, how how do you feel, or or how, yeah, how does it help people with their kind of mental health issues? Like how does that 
incorporate so the thing with dance and i think a lot of creative people in general whether that's you know any kind of art form it's always a good emotional release for them um, and particularly with dance you've got that combination you've got that kind of physical fitness element as well so you're getting all those good feel good hormones and you know your serotonin is kicking in that makes you feel great but also you can't you know dance is it is taken by you know years and years it's something that people have always done so it's quite spiritual it's quite earthy and you know it stems from emotion is that word that you know from that latin terminology immove and basically that means to move it move out or move through so kind of in essence that movement is that got you know going to the core of expressing yourself in some shape or form whether to make you feel better and have that emotional release but also you know the audience that watching there's one thing about dance when you watch it it tells a story it's very moving and it really draws people in as well so you know there's that whole aspect around it but within that it's not just about the movement they'll be having kind of sessions to educate them as well on different types of psychoeducation so it's kind of an all-round package that we kind of want you know them to have so they can build on these life skills not only in like a dance studio or in, on a digital dance platform they can carry them on throughout their lives as well mm -hmm. so yeah i imagine as the kind of as well as obviously all the things that you just said there with the kind of the serotonin release and um is it a movie did you say do you like the latin term a movie, yeah I yeah like, i like that I'll, I'll try and remember that one um i think i think as well it's um you know i think having something that you have a control of or something that you can become creative with um you know in, yeah. in, in dance just this is kind of my opinion but um i feel like having something that's because for, for me with kind of um the gym and lifting weights and stuff that is kind of my creativity part like for me yeah. it's, it, it's something that i can i can manipulate and kind of i can change my routine it's not the same as like a dance move but you know i can change the way i do things and it has it gives me control and i feel like there's there's part of that as well as would you would you agree yeah i mean most definitely and you know the kind of thing with dance is it's like with a lot of i guess with a lot of sports as well there's that transference of skills it helps in other ways so obviously you've got you know your kind of balance aspect as well uh, you look at things like martial arts you know you look at a lot of breakdancing and b-boys they will take elements of, of martial arts within that capoeira things like that so you know it's just one of those things that dance it just pulls in a lot and people can use it in so many different ways and different varieties that it can be cross transferred into different skills as well yeah i i think um i'm i'm not a dancer personally I, i'm awful at it and that might lead to another question that i'll ask in a bit um but <laughs> seriously anybody can dance anybody can do movement you know we, we, we've all born with the ability to do that you know whether you've got a disability or not it's not about having the perfect technique it's being able just to kind of move and express yourself that's what dance is essentially yeah so is that kind of the advice you would give to someone who who do, who who is like me and is <laughs> is afraid to do dancing because they feel like they'll just look ridiculous and embarrass themselves 
Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we, we did a, a couple of trial workshops within First Steps and we had people, we actually opened it up to everybody. So we had people of all different age groups. We did it over, you know, a digital platform. So they had the option as well, if they didn't want to be seen, they could turn their cameras off. But, you know, the feedback that we had from it was, you know, amazing. It was overwhelming, really, that people, no matter what age, no matter, you know, what, you know, any disabilities that they had they managed to take something from there and afterwards they all felt so much better mm. within themselves as well so you know it's about just being moving and just feeling comfortable in yourself and letting loose really it's kind of i guess that meditative dance as well you know it's just letting it go and, and releasing and it doesn't matter especially for the digital ones it's great so you could be in your living room or your bedroom and nobody else can see you you don't have to have your camera on and you know it's just dance it all out That's yeah i think i think um i think da dance is dance is a great it's kind of the as far as i can think of it's the only form of exercise where you also get that um kind of you know that development of some something extra something something that is um yeah. like kind of opening up yourself like you're saying it's it's kind of almost meditative that you're uh, we did um it'll have been released a couple of weeks ago by the time people see this but we did an interview with um a guy called Gapreet who runs a yoga company and we I was talking to him about the kind of mind body connection and it's almost yeah. like that as well and how how when you start to understand the way your body moves more you kind of start to unlock things in your mind as well most definitely and you know that's one of the good things about dance and especially sort of experiment experimental dance and contemporary it's about that movement and sort of finding ways in which you can move your body in different ways you know it's it's okay sort of learning different techniques but it's also fun to be able to oh i wonder if what i did that what kind of shape would that make how would that make me feel so you know there's there's lots of different things you could do and the thing with this project is it wouldn't just be about learning different techniques it would also be having that experimentation to try out different movements to see how they make you feel and you know looking at body postures as well because if people are quite low in mood they will tend to stoop you know they don't necessarily want to be seen so we'd be looking at things like body movement and postures and things like that as well mm -hmm. okay so because you said you're, you're working with a partner when you as, as well on this project yes yeah so i would have got kind of hakeem to join in with this but he's actually on holiday at the moment uh he's managed to get away so so yeah so hakeem saber he's one of the founders of a uk company called rain crew so they predominantly started off as a breakdancing crew but they've kind of grown on from there so they specialize in uh, breakdance, hip hop, house, popping. So it's kind of all the fundamental elements that come under that street dance art form. Um, and the thing about Hakeem is he's so personable, he's so passionate, um, you know, and, he, and he's really good. He works really, really well with people. He breaks down things and people just tend to really love him and get on. Mm. Well, it's, it's always good to have someone else as well when you when you do something like this because you can bounce off the ideas off each other and you both have expertise in different areas definitely and i think you know we kind of come together because we're just so passionate and you know it was, it's kind of my idea i've had this project but then when we got chatting about it he was like that's something i've really wanted to kind of get on so it's just been great bouncing those ideas off each other and just trying to get something up and running and make it happen in life in real life really to be able to support and give back a little bit that's always a nice a nice um 
feeling when you've had something kind of going on in your head like ruminating around your head and then it finally kind of manifests itself and it is a thing it's like officially yeah, a thing yeah definitely <laughs> i i is when when i first got the my the logo for my own minds and like the moment when i got the website and it's little moments like that i'm like this is a thing now it's like it's a it's a thing it's like kind of well, it's funny funny you should say that because literally I've, the our website has gone live today so it's like a oh, massive right. thing like ah it's gone live yeah I, I remember i remember when my website went live because i made it on squarespace um other website builders are available um and yeah. <laughs> i was in not i don't know why i'm doing that no no big corporation is going to sue me for this tiny little interview um but um i i was sat in costa and i was on my own other coffee shops were available and i was i was sat there <laughs> making his website and I remember pressing the send button and I literally sat back and I just like I like I kind of looked around for someone to make eye contact with someone so I could have this little moment of like yes but no one was there and I was just like oh I just kind of had like a mini dance to myself on my own um but yeah it's just an amazing moment anyway I'm going off topic um <laughs> you um so within this course you, yeah we've spoken about the dance element and the hip-hop element um and we haven't really touched on the psychoeducation can you yeah explain kind of first of all what that is and also um how it applies um in your course and then kind of from that course into just general life yeah of course so psychoeducation basically is having knowledge around kind of mental health issues so whether psychoeducation is used a lot in mental health practice so people that are potentially you know that maybe diagnosed with anxiety depression schizophrenia psychosis anything it basically gives those the the knowledge to understand about their condition so they can understand what's going on um but it's also great as well you know in generally for family members to know and the general public as well the one thing about psychoeducation is it's great because it helps get rid of the stigma that a lot of people you know we still have around mental health unfortunately it's still kind of disregarded that if you have certain types of a, a diagnosis that you know you could potentially be a serial killer or you know something like that that's on the extreme but i think it's it's something that's really important and we still don't see enough of it i don't think within schools in general there's still so much stigma around people that you know that get things like depression eating disorders um schizophrenia you know suffer with psychosis and it's one of those things that could affect anybody at any time you know nobody's safe from it you know and, and especially with what's been going on people's resilience levels you know have had to be so high it it really struggles and I'm, I'm sure you've seen and you know we've definitely seen that since covid people's mental health has really really suffered because people have found it really hard to be socially isolated just being cooped up in their homes and you know it's not natural as human beings we're, we're kind of a species that we need to be around other people and uh, have that engagement so it's just really important that we have that understanding about different things and how we can support others and how they can support themselves as well. Mm, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. The kind of um, education around mental health is, I feel like it's, it's one of those things that's said, it's, almost, it's like a cliche. Um, like it's said, it's become a cliche because it's been said so often that mental health needs, need, like they need more education about mental health. But I think that the issue with that is that it means that we, like almost don't take it seriously like the like um i feel people are now more aware that eating disorders are a thing 
but yes. to see to see um the the kind of implications of an eating disorder in a person is still is still a kind of novel and and sti like stigmatized thing so if someone if you hear someone has anorexia you're you might not kind of it might not hit you as much as it would but the like seeing someone with it or you know seeing someone you're not eating people still feel uncomfortable around it and and and, and if they are kind of you know, diagnosed or you know i i've personally been diagnosed with anorexia um bulimia and then binge eating disorder so i've kind of gone through them all um you know i it, it, there is some especially when i was diagnosed with anorexia being a guy like i was like yeah. it was kind of traumatizing like i felt like because i thought you know that's a girl's thing like um and, it, <laughs> and obviously it's not i know that's i know it isn't now but at the time it was kind of you know, I'd heard about eating disorders, but I didn't really understand them. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I myself, I had anorexia as a teen and then I had bulimia as well. So, and I think it's, you know, the, the thing with eating disorders, we always talk about you've got that eating disorder voice. And I think that never, ever really goes away, but it's learning to manage it and battle it and kind of suppress it when you can hear it creeping in. And I think, you know, the thing with eating disorders, it's very much it's an unhealthy coping mechanism that kind of manifests for lots of different areas in your life or things that are, you know, are causing a problem. It's something that we can have control over and it's something personal to us. And everybody's journey and story is completely different, but it's just so important that people are educated and, you know, none of this is that taboo subject because I think that's the most frustrating thing with mental health, you know, with any kind of diagnosis is that, it's still very much taboo and people get really awkward to have a conversation about it and what i'd really like to see is you know people can just kind of sit like me and you are and have a conversation and people are not kind of oh this is finding this really uncomfortable and i don't really want to talk about that yeah. you know physical health is completely different you know people will talk about that all day they're googling the symptoms and all sorts but nobody ever wants to do that when it's it's kind of your mental health that's suffering yeah and it, it's those it's that kind of cringy that that's why it's so difficult to break down the stigma is because it's our kind of natural inclination to cringe unless you've unless you've been through it yourself you feel i i i, I my kind of personal thought is the idea that it's kind of um when you've gone through it you can develop empathy to the point where you no longer feel bad for the person like i if like the the fact that i know you've been through an eating disorder i don't i don't feel bad for you i just kind of get it because i've been yeah. there too so it's not it's not like a oh like i feel really bad i shouldn't talk about it or oh, what did i do like uh because i i because i have empathy it's it's different to kind of feeling yeah. sorry for someone and i think i think that's that's the thing that um you know i can't beat anyone off about it because it is difficult because i'm sure i'm sure if i spoke to someone about um kind of experience that i hadn't had that was traumatizing for them i might feel a bit kind of like i don't know where to stand or like i'm not sure what to say yeah um, but that is such a thing to be conscious of that for for us for people who have had the the, the issue it isn't weird for us it doesn't you don't need to be awkward and it's you yeah know, it's trying to put on that face of like oh that's okay like don't worry it's fine i get it yeah exactly yeah and i think that's the thing isn't it especially with you know with families and siblings and sort of people in general it's being able to educate them so they've got an awareness and an understanding so they can kind of get it to some point 
what that you know their loved one is experiencing mm -hmm. and just being able to you know to be there and support them really um because i know you know i had friends when i had my experience that they just really didn't get it you know and they just couldn't understand it and they just kind of you know just eat what's the matter with you and you know that's not the advice that you really need <laughs> you know you really need oh really i just need to eat oh fine okay yeah, i'll just start eating <laughs> i just thought i just didn't realize that starving myself was the issue i'll just <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous but yeah like you you do hear it um one of my one of and it, it, this is kind of i feel like when i say it to people unless they've had an eating disorder they don't normally kind of get the shock reaction but i once had um i went into the doctors for something unrelated to um an eating disorder and it came up on his screen that i'd been diagnosed with an eating disorder and he said he said oh it says here you got an eating disorder and i went oh uh, yeah, yeah he said you don't look like you got an eating disorder i was just like oh okay um uh, like what do i say um and it and it's it's things like that that um that education can help with as well is that is that idea of and I feel like we're talking too much about eating disorders here I'm sorry um but you know the one thing that I cannot stress to people listening enough is the fact that an eating disorder is not a physical disease like you were saying it's it's a manifestation mm -hmm. of a of a psychological issue it is a mental disorder um you can you can have anorexia and not be super thin you can you know be bulimic yeah. and not and not be overweight or whatever you're preconception of it is or binge eating disorder yeah. that way there's 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 it's not that it is and if i can just touch on that about sort of going to the doctors i think one of the things especially sort of consultants doctors they need to get over as well is that if you've had like a history of that like 10 years ago and you go for an appointment they'll go oh well you've had a history of that so maybe it's all in your head do you know what i mean and you still get that stigma as well from professionals and i think sometimes they need that education especially kind of the general physician side of it um you know they still lack that understanding and awareness mm. I remember I read somewhere or heard somewhere that the the kind of education on disordered eating for um, doctors is like extremely low. They I, I'm very not, very I'm low. Not sure, I'm not sure the exact. Do you know the numbers at all? Or I don't know the exact numbers, but you know I know within first steps they do sort of education for GPs, and some of them don't even know you know the the physical symptoms of eating disorders, which is you know pretty scary when that's the first point of call normally if you know you're struggling and you you know you're having a bit of a problem that they can't kind of know you sort of you know recognize it and pick it up especially when especially when because like mental disorders in in general are probably some of the most common issues they're going to come across surely like there's um you know, especially with stigma kind of breaking down and social media kind of highlighting that it's okay and and you know people starting to talk about it more surely it's like it's more of a priority you would think now yeah you'd think so and you know because i'm sure that the majority of the patients that they see and their caseloads are people kind of on that revolving door sort of system and you know because they're going back because they kind of haven't learned how to manage their emotions and they you know the coping mechanisms aren't that great so you know their life can be going all right but then something happens and it's a dip so they're kind of in and out all the time and i think a lot of people will perhaps tend to go so they can have that bit of an offload mm. you know while they're waiting maybe for other services to get involved as well mm. yeah it's it's, diff it's a difficult topic um anyway i feel like we've gone off topic so <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um 
we're getting kind of close, to, like nearish to where I we're going to have to stop it. Um, can you yeah. kind of tell us roughly when when is your kind of project fully kicking off, um, and how people can get in touch or whatever? Yeah, so at the moment we are trying to secure some funding so we can run this project or if there's any people that would be interested in donating or helping us kind of get this project up and running that would be amazing too. We're also doing an option where people could potentially self-fund if they wanted young people um, to get involved. Um, but you can, if you're wanting some more information, you can, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and as I said, we've now got the website up and running. So Facebook and Instagram, I just need to double check because it's kind of all new what it is. So um, I will, I will tag it all below anyway. So yes. see it. Facebook and Instagram, it's at emotioninmotion.empowerment. And then the website is www.emotion-in-motion.org. And you can drop us an email at contact at emotion-in-motion.org as well. But there's, there's quite a bit of stuff on the website, but please get in touch as well. Fantastic. And like I said, I will put all the tags kind of below any um, little clips or this, this whole interview. They'll all just be there so people can click on them below. Fab. Awesome. Um, I think we will wrap it up there. So thank you very much, Claire, for this interview. No, thank you. I waffled again. I'm like, oh, I forget what I need to say. <laughs> ah, you did. You did. You did fantastic. I think we did great. Um, I hope everyone listening enjoyed. We went a little bit off topic, but we. I think we got everything right. in. Are you happy with everything you spoke about? Yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well. Everyone, thank you so much for watching again or for the first time. And um, yeah, make sure you check out myminds.com. Bye.